a simple way to make a good first impression. At a dinner party in New York, one of the guests, a woman who had inherited money, was eager to make a pleasing impression on everyone. She had squandered a modest fortune on sables, diamonds, and pearls, but she hadn't done anything about her face. It radiated sourceness and selfishness. She didn't realize what everyone knows, namely that the expression one wears on face, one's face is far more important than the clothes one wears on one's back. Charles Sachwab told his smile had been worth a million dollars, and he was probably understating the truth. One for Sachwab's personality, his charm, his ability to make people like him were almost wholly responsible for his extraordinary success, and one of the most delightful factors in his personality was his captivating smile. Actions speak louder than voice, and a smile says, I like you, you make me happy, I'm glad to see you. That is why dog makes a such hit. They are so glad to see us that they almost jump out of their skins, so naturally we are glad to see them. A baby's smile have the same effect. Have you even been in doctor's waiting room and looked around at all the glum's face waiting impatiently to be seen? Dr. Stephen K. Sproul, a veterinarian in Rayton, Missouri, told a typically spring day when his waiting room was full of clients waiting to have their pets inoculated. No one was talking to anyone else and all were probably thinking of a dozen other things they would rather be doing then wasting time sitting in that office he told one of our classes there were six or seven clients waiting when a young woman came in with nine month old baby and a kitten as luck would had it she said she sat down next to a gentleman who was more than a little distraught about the long wait for service the next thing he knew the baby just looked up at him with great big smile this is so characteristic of babies what did the gentleman do? Just what you and I would do. Of course, he smiled back at the baby. Soon he struck up a conversation with that woman about her baby and his grandchildren. And soon the entire reception room joined in, and boardroom and tension were converted into a pleasant and enjoyable experience. An insincere grin. No, that doesn't fool anybody. We know it is a mechanical and we resent it. I'm talking about a real smile, a heartwarming smile. A smile that comes from within, the kind of smile that will bring good price in the marketplace. Professor James V. McColonel, a psychologist at the University of Michigan, expressed his feeling about a smile. People who smile, he said, tend to manage teach and sell more effectively and to raise happier children. There's far more information in a smile than a frown. That's why encouragement is a much more effective teaching device than punishment. The employment manager of a large New York department store told me she would rather hire a sales clerk who hadn't finished grade school if he or she had a pleasant smell than to hire a doctor of philosophy with a sober face. The effect of smell is powerful, even when it is unseen. Telephone companies throughout the United States have a program called Phone Power, which is offered to employees who have used the telephone for selling their service or product. In this program, they suggest that you smile when talking on the phone. Your smile comes through in your voice. Robert Syrer, a manager of a computer department for a Cincinnati, Ohio company had told me he had successfully found the right applicant for a hard to fill position. I was desperately 
I was desperately trying to recruit a PhD in computer science for my department. I finally located a young man with ideal qualification who was about to be graduated from Purdue University. After several phone conversations, I learned that he had several offers from other companies, many of them larger and better known than mine. I was delighted when he accepted my offer. After he started on the job, I asked him why he had chosen us over the others. He paused for a moment and then he said, I think it was because manager in the other company spoke on the phone in a cool business-like manner, which made me feel like just another business transition. Your voice sounded as if you were glad to hear from me, that you really wanted to be part of your organization. You should be assured I'm still answering my phone with a smile. The chairman of the board of directors of one of the largest rubber companies in the United States told me, according to his observation, people rarely succeed at anything unless they had fun doing it. This is industrial leader doesn't put much faith in old adage that work hard alone is the magic key that will unlock the door to our desire. I've known people, he said, who succeeded because they had a rip-roaring good time conducting their business. Later, I saw that people changes as the fun began became work. The business has grown dull. They lose all joy in it and they fail. You must have a good time meeting people if you expect them to have a good time meeting you. I have asked thousands of business people to smile at someone very hour of the day for a week and then come to class and talk about results. How did he work? How did it work? Let's see. Here is a letter of William B. Stanhart, a New York stockbroker. His case isn't isolated. In fact, it is typically of hundreds of cases. I've been married for 18 years, wrote Mr. Stanhart, and it's all that time I seldom smile at my wife or spoke two dozen words to her from the time I grew up until I was ready to leave for business. I was one of the worst grouches who ever walked down Broadway. When you asked me to make a talk about my experience with smile, I thought I would try it for a week. So the next morning, while combing my hair, I looked at my glam mug in the mirror and said to myself, Bill, you're going to wipe the scolf of that surplus of your, yours today. You're going to smile and you're going to begin right now. As I sat down to breakfast, I greeted my wife in a good morning, my dear, and smiled as I said, you warned me that she might be surprised. Well, you underestimated her reaction. She was believed. She was bewildered. She was shocked. I told her that in the future she could expect this as a regular occurrence and I kept, in, I kept it up every morning. This changed attitude of mine brought more happiness into our home, home into the two months since I started then, there was during the last year. As I leave from my office, I greeted the elevator operator in the apartment house with a good morning smile. I greeted the doorman with a smile. I smiled at the cashier in the subway booth when I asked for change. As I stand on the floor of the stock exchange, I smiled at people who until recently never saw me smile. I soon found that everybody was smiling at me, smiling back at me. I treat those who came to me with complaint or grievance in a cheerful manner. I smile as I listen to them, and I find that adjustments are accomplished much easier. I find that smiles are bringing me dollars, many dollars every day. I share my office with another broker. One of his clerks is a likable young chap, and I was so elated about the result I was getting that I told him recently about my new philosophy of human relation. 
He then confessed that when I first came to share my office with his firm, he taught me a terrible grouch and only recently changed his mind. He said, I was really human when I smile. I have also eliminated criticism from my system. I give appreciation and praise now instead of condemnation. I have stopped talking about what I want. I'm not trying to see the other person's viewpoint and that these things have literally re revolutionized my life. I'm totally different man, a happier man, a richer man, richer in friendship and happiness. The only things that matters much after all. You don't feel like smiling, then what? Two things first, force yourself to smile. If you are alone, force yourself to whistle or hum a tune or song. Act as if you were already happy and then that will then you make you happy. Here is the way the psychologist and philosopher William James put in. Action seems to follow feeling, but really actions and feeling go together. And by regulating the action, which is under the more direct control of the will, we can indirectly regulate the feeling, which is not. Thus the sovereign voluntary part to cheerfulness is our cheerfulness, cheerfulness belows, is to sit up cheerfully and act and speak as it is cheerfulness we are already there. Everybody in the world is seeking happiness and there is one sure way to find it. That is by controlling your thoughts. Happiness doesn't depend on outward condition. It depends on inner condition. It isn't what you have or what, who you are or where you are or what you are doing that makes you happy or unhappy. It is what you think about it. For example, two people, make, two people may be in the same place doing the same thing. Both may have an equal amount of money and prestige, and yet one may be miserable and the other happy. Why? Because of a different mental attitude. I've seen just as many happy faces among the poor peasants, dwelling with their primitive tools in the devastating heats of the tropics, as I have seen in air-conditioned office in New York, Chicago, or Los Angeles. There is nothing either good or bad, says Shakespeare, but thinking makes it so. Abe Lincoln once remarked that, most folks are about as happy as they make up their mind to be. He was right. I was... He was right. I saw a vivid illustration of the truth as I was walking up the stairs of the Long Island Railroad Station in New York. Directly in front of me, 30 or 40 crippled boys on cranes and crutches were struggling up the stairs. One boy had to be carried up. I was astonished as their laughter and gaiety. I spoke about it is one of them in charge of the boys. Oh yes, he said, when a boy realizes that he is going to be crippled for life, he is shocked at first. But after he gets over the shock, he usually resigns himself to his fate and then becomes a happy as normal boys. I feel like taking my hats off to these boys. They taught me a lesson I hope I shall never forget. Walking all by my own self in a closed room in an office not only is lonely, but it denies me it denies one of the opportunity of making friends with other employees in the company. Senora Maria Gonzalez of Guadalajara, Mexico had such job. She invited the shared com comradeship of other people in the company as she heard their chatter and laughter. As she passed them in the hall during the first week of her empl employment, she shyly looked the other way. After weeks, she said to herself, Maria, you cannot expect those women to come to you. You have to go out and meet them. 
The next time she walked to the water cooler, she, she put on her brightest smile and said, Hi, how are you today? To each of people she met. The effect was immediate. Smiles and hello were returns. The hallway seems brighter, the job friendlier. Acquaintanceships develop and some ripen into friendship. Her job and her life became more pleasant and interesting. Peruse this bit of sage advice from the essayist and publishers, Albert Hubbard, but remember pursuing, perusing it won't do you any good unless you apply it. Whenever you go out of doors, draw the chin in, carry the crown of the head high, and fill the lungs to the utmost. Drink in the sunshine, greet your friends with a smile, and put souls into weary hand claps. Do not fear, begin being misunderstood and do not waste a minute thinking about your enemies. Try to fix firmly in your mind about what you would like to do and then without wearing off direction you will move straight to the goals. Keep your mind on the great and splendid things that you would like to do and then as the days goes on gliding away you will find yourself unconsciously setting up on the opportunities that are required for the fulfillment of your desire. Just as the coral insect takes from running tight the element it needs. Picture in your mind the able, earnest, useful person you desire to be and thought you hold is our transforming you into the particular individual. Thought is supreme. Preserve a right mental attitude, the attitude of courage, frankness, and good cheer. To think rightly is to create. All things come through desire and every sincere prayer is answered. We become like that on which our hearts are fixed. Carry your chin in the crown of your head high. Carry your chin in the crown of your head high. We are gods in the chrysalis. The ancient Chinese were a wise lot, wise in the ways of the world, and they had proved that you and I ought to I ought to cut out and paste inside our heads. It goes like a man without a smiling face must not open a shop. Wow, this is amazing. A man without a smiling face must not open a shop. Your smile is a messenger of your goodwill. Your smile brightens the life of all who see it. To someone who had, who has seen a dozen people frown, scold, or turn their face away, your smile is like the sun breaking through the clouds. Especially when that someone is under pressure for his bosses, his customers, his teachers, or parents or children, a smile can help him realize that all is not hopeless that there is a joy in the world. Some years ago, a department store in New York City, in recognition of pressure, its sales clerk were under during the Christmas rush, presented the leaders, readers of its advertisement with the following home philosophy. The value of a smile at Christmas. It costs nothing but creates much. It enriches that those who receive without impoverishing those who give. It happens in a flies it happens in a flash and the memory of it sometimes lasts forever. None are so rich, they can get along with it without it, and none so poor but are richer for its benefit. It creates happiness in the home, fosters goodwill in a business and in the country's sign of friends. It is rest to the weary, delight to the discouraged, sunshine to the sad, and nature's best antidote, free trouble. Yet it cannot be bought, backed, borrowed, or stolen. For it is something that is not earthly good to anybody till it is given away.
And if in the last minute rush of Christmas bank some of our salespeople should be too tired to give you a smile, maybe ask you to leave one of yours. For nobody needs a smile so much as those who have none left to give you. So principle two is smile.